Hello and welcome back to the Shadow Over Salford podcast. So, as I explained the last two episodes, I don't entirely know what I'm doing. I've never really done anything like this before. So, I've been researching online different ideas that I can talk about to get people to start listening resulting in um fuck all so i've come up with my own idea today and it is in by no means there to make people feel sorry for me or whatever it's actually supposed to be kind of funny so please bear that in mind when you're listening to my miserable voice so without further ado today i am going to be talking about the most irritating aspects of my aspergers If you didn't know, I was diagnosed with Asperger's at the beginning of this year, having suffered an 18-year-long battle of feeling like an alien on planet Earth. And so I guess since then, I've been looking back on my life and events that have happened, things that I've done and said, and realising now that it was actually a result of my condition. I am not excellent at describing stuff like this so you will have to bear with me I will try my best to explain it in a way that most of you should understand so to begin with the first point I'd like to talk about is my inability to function in places like bus stations airports train stations etc and I am completely aware that the majority of people fucking hate places like that but mine's more for a different reason than it being busy etc i don't know why i keep saying etc sorry etc it is actually the people so the best way i can explain it is in my head i become so angry and frustrated with a normal person doing normal things. So if I was in a train station and I am trying to get to my destination, like I don't fuck around, I just need to get there, get settled, get sorted, but I'll see some dude drinking coffee and like staring at his phone and I just feel so fucking inexplicably angry at him and I don't know why. Maybe it's because I'm jealous that he can just chill and like wait there for 10 minutes while he's waiting for his train and I can't, I have to go in and get there and get sat down before I know that everything's okay. But it makes me feel like a complete bitch, even though I'm not externally angry and I'm not screaming at people or like flapping my hands at strangers in the station. It just makes me feel like a bit of a twat because I'm sat there in my head swearing at these people being really insulting internally and they haven't actually done anything wrong that's just what my brain likes to react to in those situations my next big pet peeve about myself would probably have to be my extreme levels of sarcasm and this is for a variety of reasons I can dish out more sarcasm than McDonald's can dish out McNuggets. 
However, if it's to be the other way around and people are being sarcastic with me, I can never tell and I take everything way too literally and that causes people to laugh at me and sort of make jokes at my expense because it, it's funny that I don't understand what's going on sometimes. On the other hand, a lot of people think that I am being deadpan or sarcastic to them and they take offence to it, even though more often than not I'm, I'm genuinely trying to be nice and sociable, but it just it just doesn't come out the right way, I guess. The third one which is probably the most annoying part for me, actually, would be um, I have a terrible habit of making mental lists in my head. Every time I buy things, it's like I can't look at a receipt and that be sufficient enough. I have to go over and over again in my head. This is what I bought. This is how much it cost. This is how much I've got left. Hey, person that's with me can you uh just list out loud what I've bought today so I can sort of feel okay in my brain about it I always have to justify spending money even if it's on something genuinely important like toilet paper or electricity bills I just can't I don't know I don't really know what it is and it's one of the big things about me that I'm trying to come to terms with and deal with. The next part could be considered quite mean but that's really not my intention, it's just how my brain works so let's get on with that. The best example I can think of for this part of me is, and I still remember this to this day, I'm 18 years old and this happened when I was about five. We had a waiter on holiday at breakfast he came over to our table and he had this huge mole on the side of his face and I just couldn't stop looking at it and then when our breakfast arrived I couldn't eat like it had completely put me off I couldn't eat my lunch I barely ate any of my dinner and I, I don't really know why because it, it's not his fault but it just made me feel physically sick and completely thrown off everything and it's not the first time or the last time it'll happen. If I see something gross, not really gross, but you know what I mean, like if I see something considered abnormal on someone that's preparing or cooking my food or whatever, I just can't eat it. Like I'll try to eat it and it'll just taste like rotten fish and I'll have to spit it out because it's like my brain's associated that abnormality with the food and now I just won't be able to eat it. So this next one's going to be a, another kind of aspect from me, but it was more so when I was a child. I don't really experience it now. Change. I used to freak the fuck out if I'd noticed, and I would know in my brain as well, like if my mum had cooked a dish, and by the way, I only ate certain meals, and that's a habit I still have now, like, I'm not, it's not that I'm picky, but I always seem to kind of go back to the same sort of music and dishes, and it's just very repetitive. Anyway, as I was saying, when I was younger, if my mum used different ingredients to make one of my favourite meals, I would know, and I would not like it at all. 
because to me, in my head, it was like, this is a big change. Freak out, Annie. It's a big fucking deal. It was the same with um, my bed sheets. So I had to have the same bed sheets so my mum would wash and dry them while I were at school rather than changing them with different ones. And for, like, the first eight years of my life in my mum's house, I had the same mattress because I just couldn't let it go. And when we eventually got rid of it, I was so distraught and devastated. Everybody else hated it. It was lumpy as shit. You'd lie on it, you'd feel the springs poking into your back, but I just couldn't, for some reason, could not let go of it. I had, like, a weird attachment to my mattress. Now, I don't know if this next one is necessarily a, an artistic thing, but it's definitely something that I have noticed about myself recently, and I've started to kind of tackle it because it's something that probably should be avoided for my own mental health, really. Every time I meet new people or make new friends, I feel like, and it's always been this way, I have to make a joke of myself and kind of act crazy and wild, and everyone will be like, what the hell's wrong with her, what's she doing? And people laugh at me and film me and take pictures of me acting like an idiot, even though inside I don't enjoy doing that at all. I just feel like at this point in my life, that's what people expect of me, and I'm more like a joke friend than a real friend. By the way, if any of my actual friends are listening to this, that was by no means targeted at you. It was more to do with new situations and new people that I've never met before. And I've always sort of had this feeling that it stemmed from my really cringy YouTube channel I had when I was like 12 years old in high school. At the time, I thought everyone was, like, my biggest fan. They genuinely enjoyed my videos, thought I was funny, thought I was cool. But the whole time, people weren't laughing with me. They were laughing at me. People were making fun of me behind my back, spreading my videos around to older students. People were coming up to me in the hallway and, like, hugging me and taking selfies with me. But these were, like, the popular kids. And over time, I've realised... Like, it wasn't really a friendly thing. It was more like a joke at my expense. And since then, I've had a phobia of being filmed, of making videos with my face in it. And that's why I decided I would be doing a podcast now instead of a YouTube channel. Uh, and last but not least, this one kind of relates to what I was saying earlier about me getting unnecessarily angry at people in train stations despite them being a normal human being. And it is my anger issues. I have really turned it down over time, but my friends, boyfriend, family can probably vouch for me here when I say that I can flip at the tiniest thing sometimes. It happens more so when I'm tired or fed up and something's been dragged out, whereas before, when I was younger, it was really small, insignificant things. For example, about a year or two ago, I was going through one of my dad's old laptops, and I found a video that I'd made when I was about eight years old, 
and I was pretending that I was on a cooking show making pancakes and I wanted my dad to help me. But my dad kept making jokes and walking in front of the camera and making silly faces and I've never seen such an angry child before and I couldn't believe that I was watching myself but I was screaming at my dad full-on screaming like dad get out my face you're ruining everything and it wasn't a joke like you could see in my face I was genuinely so fucking angry and I was turning red and Just a side note on that, I actually think that's one of the biggest misconceptions about autism, like in young people, as in like below 10 years old. If they're having a tantrum or they're getting really angry and frustrated, a lot of people put it down to the child being spoiled or overly affectionate parents that let them get away with anything they want. And that isn't true at all. They can't control their autistic child they have to learn to do that it's about coping with it and sort of making yourself react to things in a more healthy way which unfortunately I didn't have and my parents didn't have support either because growing up we didn't think anything was wrong with me everyone just thought I was a bit of a brat And yeah, I am kind of a bitch, but uh, I am also autistic, so... That's definitely not an excuse to be a cunt. So to any autistic people listening, please don't use it as one. Disclaimer. And on that note, before people once again start misunderstanding what I'm trying to say, that concludes this episode of The Shadow Over Salford. I hope you enjoyed it, and if you have any ideas, literally anything that I can talk about on a podcast, I would love to know because I'm just starting out and I really need some things to talk about. So thank you for listening.